Hello and welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and today on the podcast, we are joined by the incredible Jessica Painter. Now, Jessica and I met through the ATBX Small Business Accelerator Program, and she runs a group called In Her Circle YYC. So picture this, you move to a new city or a new province like I'm doing, and you don't know that many people. You need connection. You crave friendship. What do you do? You can go to different networking events, or you can kind of try and meet people through activities, or it can be a bit of a challenge, and maybe it takes you a long time to find your people. Well, that's almost exactly what happened to Jessica, as you'll hear in the podcast about her story moving to Canada and what it took for her to sort of make some real friendships. She felt there had to be a better way to bring people together. And so in in her circle is a media and events company that was designed for women to help them fight loneliness and help them create authentic friendships. So she brings together these groups of women for all sorts of different events, usually in person, you know, when it's not COVID. I actually ran um, some vision board workshops for her earlier this year for the group and such incredible women. It's so, it was so amazing seeing them come together, many of them strangers, and leave with these new connections at the end of the night. Maybe strong friendships in the making, maybe just someone new you can go for a coffee with as you get to know a new city or a new area or you're in a new phase of life and it's it was just such a special thing to see so Jessica's really created something unique so we talk in this episode both about her own journey but what it takes to create what it takes to create these kinds of friendships what are the key ingredients to being open and ready to have that connection with someone what do you do when you move to a different province as she shares with me how do you start to to decrease that loneliness and create your community, the people who are going to be part of your life for the foreseeable future. And she's got some phenomenal tips on that front. We also talk about what connection looks like in the time of COVID when everything is digital and how that's different or what works better, what doesn't. And it's a really great conversation. I know that you're going to enjoy this uh, interview with Jessica. So let's head into it. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me on the podcast. I'm so pleased to have you. Well, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like it's so exciting for like new moms to get like an hour to yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes, it definitely is. You know, I brushed my hair, put on a little makeup, even though you all can't see my face. I'm looking fresh. Feel good. All good. Yeah. So I want to start a little bit about, so you're from the States originally, moving to Canada for a boy. That's a major transition. Like moving anywhere for any reason is a major transition. And it's, you were in a position of not knowing anybody. So can you tell us a little about your sort of journey to find your tribe here in Calgary? Yes. So I moved here in August of 2016. Like you said, it was for a boy. Um, I came here, brought my dog with me. That was a deal breaker for sure. (laughs) She couldn't come. And 
Yeah, I didn't know a single person other than my husband. And my husband is originally from Edmonton. And up until the time I moved here, he really treated Calgary as the city he worked. And Edmonton was the city emotionally where he lived. He That's where all of his friends were still are um, family. And so he hadn't really built any ties here in Calgary either. So he didn't have very many people to introduce me to. And so, and I had a two week overlap with my husband's old roommate. So we were all just like in the apartment together. It was lovely. And I remember like, it was my second day there. And he came up to me and he's like, so what are you going to do today? And I'm like, well, you know, maybe walk around. I don't know. And he's like, so are you going to make any friends? I'm like, I, I, I don't know how. I don't know how. As though it's just easy to just yeah. like make friends. Yeah. He's like, so you're just going to sit here all day? And I'm like, uh, yes. And <laughs> so he really stressed me out. He, he didn't mean to, but he did inadvertently. And I ended up downloading Bumble BFF and like had a lunch date plan for the very next day. And I'm like, see, you know, I'm doing it. I'm making friends. And, you know, that was kind of Bumble BFF was the very start to trying, attempting to make friends in Calgary. And, but you had told me about how, you know, you tried Bumble BFF and maybe a few other things or went to like these women's networking Mm -hmm. groups or whatnot. And it just wasn't what you were looking for. Can you tell me like why it wasn't like that? Yes. So the problem I found with Bumble BFF was that a lot of people were flaky. Um, A lot of people will say they want friends, but um, they, weren't really emotionally available for friends. They just kind of wanted to say that and, but they didn't, they weren't interested in pursuing friendship. So that didn't really work out well for me. And then I started signing up for events around the city because a lot of women's communities are like, yeah, you know, you might meet your best friend here. But in reality, what the event was for was for networking and exchanging business cards. And so, and I was not looking for a future business partner to pitch a business. I was really there to meet like interesting women to hopefully become my new BFF. And I was very open about that. And (laughs) um, because that's not, again, what they were looking for, they weren't like, emotionally available for a friendship they weren't interested in me they're like oh that's cute and then they'd leave so I didn't have success at a lot of events either um it wasn't until I found this fitness meetup um where they were following a workout program that I was also doing and once I found it I signed up for four events in a row like the same day and the organizer emailed me and she's like, wow, you're really excited, aren't you? I'm like, yes. (laughs) And um, I kind of forced my way into that community and that's how I really developed my first few friendships here in Calgary. And I had to be very, 
I say forceful because I'm actually quite a shy person. And so it felt like I was like pushing myself out of my comfort zone again and again and again, and really like following people on Instagram and commenting on their posts and DMing them and like doing all the things like to show interest in hopes of building those friendships. And that's tough, right? Like, I mean, I mean, I think it's really challenging for a lot of people to get out of their comfort zone to do that, right? Because it feels almost like dating, right? It feels like you don't want to be rejected. You don't want to be judged. You don't want to be any of these things. And yet you have to put yourself in a vulnerable position for it to be more than just an acquaintance. So like, I really commend you for doing that because it's definitely a challenge for sure. And you, like, I'm thinking back to the friends that I've made as an adult and they've been from the workplace or they've been um, from like mom's groups when I had a baby. And so it's like, if you're an entrepreneur, you work on your own or you just work from home, like, you know, it must be a real challenge to make those connections. So when did in her circle become a thing? When did that idea spark? So that fitness meetup I alluded to, um, after being a part of it for a year, I ended up taking it over. Um, and I started leading the fitness meetups. Like, so again, pushing myself out of my comfort zone, leading a 30 minute workshop for, um, a bunch of strangers once a month did that. That was, um, I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot of things about myself and what I'm passionate about, um, such as gathering women, empowering them and teaching them. At the same time, I also learned that I didn't want to lead workshops that were just about fitness. And I also started having mixed feelings about that particular workout program and what the name stood for, because I felt like it really was geared towards only one type of woman with one type of body type. And I was passionate about uniting all types of women. And so I took the summer off of leading workshops and I let everyone know, I'm like, look, like it's summer. let's just focus on being outside and enjoying the weather. And um, I'll let you know when the next meetup is like in a few months. And I took the summer off just to really think about what I wanted to do. And that's where in her circle kind of came about because I knew I didn't want to pursue this leading fitness meetups anymore. I needed to be done with that. And, and I was, yeah, like I said, passionate about uniting women and helping women build friendships. Because when I started, when I had a strong circle of women around me and I started sharing my story with other women, I started to realize I was not the only person who struggled with it, making friends as an adult. A lot of times when we're stuck in the muck of our own personal issues, (laughs) um, it's hard to see um, anyone else's struggle. So then when I started coming out of it, I was like, wow, like a lot of people struggle with this, regardless of if they showed up to Calgary yesterday or if they've lived here their entire lives. Um, We all kind of go through phases where we might need to expand our friendship circles. And yeah, so just knowing that other people struggled with it 
was another inspiration to create it. So I'm as I'm selfishly going to ask this question because when this goes live, it will be October and I will literally have just moved to a new city, to a new province. I know a few people there. Um, but even my husband, who is not like a friend maker of sorts, like, you know, he makes his friends at work for the most part. He was saying to me last night, he's like, we're going to have to be like consciously making friends and like, ma- you know, making social connections. And I agree. But part of me is then like, but how? <laughs> so I'm curious if you could share some of your like tips, like for if someone's moving to a new place and there isn't an in her circle what do you suggest? What are some of those first things you encourage them to do? Well, yes, because right now Inner Circle only exists in Calgary. Um, hopefully one day in other places, but for now we're just here. And what I suggest is I think just do a brain dump of like all of the things that you're really passionate about and that you like to do. Um, so you are a mom. So check out the local mom groups. Um, If you're passionate about pottery, like there's definitely going to be a pottery group or I don't know, yoga. Like there's so many, like figure out what your hobbies are. Maybe pick like three out of like the list and try to find communities and meetup groups that focus on those things and go you have to go. That's like step two. Like you find the communities and then you have to go. And then, um, because you're moving there and there's, okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I get really excited about this sort of thing. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, so what I have realized is that there are two things that you need to have as well as the other person needs to have in order for a friendship to form. And one I've already mentioned in our conversation is you have to be emotionally available. And two, you have to be willing to invite vulnerability into that friendship. And so if both parties are willing to do that, then a friendship has potential to be born. If only one person is like that, so if it's just you and the person you meet like isn't there, then it's going to be a dead end and you're probably going to hit that a few times until you finally find a kind of magical combination. But yeah, so it's just like you find the community, you show up and then you have to be willing to try and try again because it's not, I wish it was something that we could just snap our fingers and it happens, but it does take time and you are kind of dating that person and pursuing that person. And it is a two-way street. That person also needs to pursue you a bit um, for you to feel good about that friendship and want to invest hours upon hours into that relationship. I love it. And I, and I think what you're saying is really important about that emotional vulnerability and being ready for a friendship commitment. Like I think I, I, it's a, I never really thought of it that way, but it's, it's an interesting thing to sort of have on your radar. Are you, is someone like full up in their friendship bucket and they're not kind of like looking for any, for anything else. And you then feel like an interloper or are you both in the same place of like looking for an additional connection? I love it. Um, as we're 
talking right now. We're in the midst of COVID-19. You know, we talk about having these, finding the groups, finding the communities, and then showing up. What does that look like when we have to show up from two meter distance, when there's a lot of uncertainty and maybe mistrust or just general concern? What, how, what have you seen in your community of women in terms of how they're still making connections right now? I think it really depends on your comfort level. I have seen, so over the summer, we had a couple of virtual book clubs. And the first book club was really just focused on, you know, helping us get through the initial shock of COVID. (laughs) And like just everything blowing up. Um, And the second book we selected focused on friendship and um, how to build those tight connections with people. And I noticed that the women who stuck it out, because we broke it out over six weeks, and I noticed that the women who stuck it out the full six weeks, by the end of it, really formed a strong connection, even though all of the meetings were virtual. And because they got to know each other first in that virtual space, they are now getting together in person and doing things in real life together because that trust was slowly built in a safe environment. Like I know a lot of us are kind of over Zoom because we've had to transition from working in the office to working at home and just kind of juggling all of the things with life. Um, But there's still a bit of fear with COVID and um, meeting up with a complete stranger because you don't know where they've been. Like you've never, it's something that we've never had to think about before. Like, Ooh, what is this person's like hygiene? Like, <laughs> like um, do they just hang out with like large mobs of people all the time? And now like I'm potentially exposing myself and my family. So, um, I do think that in today's normal, I guess, starting off new relationships um, virtually and like slowly building up that trust until you're ready to meet in person is kind of the new, the new way to go. Yeah. Well, and it's, and I, and I think like, yeah, don't underestimate the power of virtual for opening up that potential. Cause like, so I just started a new job this week and they have this huge internal Slack channel and we all had to introduce ourselves to the entire company via Slack. And I was like, oh God, this is like my worst nightmare. And we had to share like fun facts about ourselves. And I shared my love for trash reality TV and I had 10 people contact me separately about like all their favorite shows and oh my gosh, we need to chat about this. I would never have like, I may never have met these people face to face in the office because we're all in different departments. Um, I might never, you know, it's all of a sudden I feel like I know people or I have this connection with people and it all happened because of a Slack channel, right? Like it was a virtual connection. I might never meet them in person because I'm moving to Victoria in different offices or all the things, but you 
you can feel like you have someone to talk to, right? And even then there's friendships that I've kind of fostered over Instagram that have been, um, you know, met in person or whatnot. And, you know, you look forward to the messages from those people. It feels like a little when you have something in your inbox I guess like you know old-fashioned letter writing is now just the Instagram or whatever but it feels like that connection and the other thing I would recommend you and I both use and I use with a couple other people is Voxer where if you make those connections with people you can leave these like voice memos so it's almost a little bit more personal because you hear someone's voice and their cadence and you know it's not just text which sometimes tone can be a bit hard to read from from the written word sometimes and so it's yeah I wouldn't underestimate the power of connecting virtually oh yeah I'm a big fan of Voxer love leaving little voice notes for people and then like receiving them back as well because especially if it's from a friend that you haven't heard from in a while just hearing their voice just you know is so much more personal than you know, just a quick text, like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm like, oh, thanks. And I don't like <laughs> typing forever. I'm like, I have fat thumbs. They make a lot of errors. <laughs> like, it's just not good. Yeah. Well, it, now that I have a little one, I mean, she is not a big fan of a phone in my hand. Um, she quite frequently knocks it away. But sometimes just like pressing a little walkie talkie to send a quick message and then end and putting the phone down is so much easier than like typing out a text. A hundred percent. And that's actually just made me think of like this skill that you've had in creating friendships for yourself is something that you can actually share with your daughter because for kids, I see it a lot on playgrounds, you know, one kid will put themselves out there of like, hi, my name's, you know, my son often is trying to put himself out there and some kids are receptive and some kids are just like, whatever. But like for him to put himself out there, I think is a huge skill. And I feel like that's something that you'll be teaching to your daughter as well. And mm -hmm. it makes it so much, I mean, I know I'm equating adults to children, but we essentially are just giant children but it's hard even for kids to like take that step with strangers. Oh yeah. It is a huge skill. And a lot of times um, people don't learn it as a child and then they go into adulthood and they still don't, they just never learn those skills. And um, I mean, I would say the majority of the women who are part of inner circle are like, they have, they have the skills. They just, they need a little bit of confidence and an inner circle like provides that space for them to be confident because they know that everyone there like is there for friendship. Whereas you're not just walking into like some random room and you're like, I hope at least one of these people <laughs> Once a new friend. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt this interview because I want to share something super duper exciting with you. If you've been following over on social media, you know that we have just opened our January 1st cohort of Stress Less in 90 Days, our group coaching program. This doesn't happen very often, y'all. It's like a once a year thing. Now, let me tell you why it is so, so important. 
if you have <laughs> been feeling just a little bit stressed in 2020, if you've been writing it off, if you've been saying like, this is not the year, it's a dumpster fire, burn it to the ground. I'm telling you, this is your opportunity and your time to get in the driver's seat of your relationship to stress. Because yes, 2020 has thrown a whole lot of challenges at you. But 2021's only going to be better if you change how you react to those things. If you change how you engage with those things. And that takes time and it takes a bit of a guide and it takes a practice. So together in Stress Less in 90 Days group coaching program, we're gonna make 2021 the year that you stress less. That's the overall goal build coping skills so you can manage those hard days, learn to overcome self-sabotage, like why are we all not doing the things that we know are good for us? How do we actually get into doing those things? It's going to be the year that you've got more mental clarity and it's going to be the year that you perform better wherever it matters most to you in life, whether that's at home, at work, in your relationship, doesn't matter. Wherever it matters most to you, you're going to perform better there because you're going to be less stressed. So so much happens, so much good stuff happens for you when you stress less, which is why we are launching our next cohort on the 1st of January so you can kickstart your less stressed year. Now, the reason I'm getting into telling you about it right this second is because we've got like the best early bird special known to mankind. Because those of you who sign up before the 16th, which I know is only a couple of days away, are going to get some incredible bonuses. So you will get the 12-week program that is stressless in 90 days, regardless of when you sign up. But if you sign up before the 16th, you're going to get a super special welcome box in the mail to help you de-stress. You're going to get a 30-minute coaching session with either Amy Stubbs, the co-creator, or, or myself. So that's really focused coaching to get you on track before January 1st even happens. You're going to get two free spots to my 2021 vision board workshop, which is on December 29th, so you can bring a friend. And you're going to get my Stressless at Work self-led program for free. So like those bonuses combined are worth more than $200. So if you snag your spot before November 16th and you will get them included in your price and pst, like the cost of the program is actually going to be going up on the 16th. So sign up before then. Now, I am so excited for this group of women. It's going to be a small group, 10 to 15, so make sure you grab your spot soon. I'm so excited for this group of women to see major changes in their home life, their work life, and how they feel about stress in 2021. It's going to be such an incredible program. So if you want to find more, find out more, go to stresslesslady's.podia.com and it should be the first program that's listed on there. So again, stresslesslady's.podia.com podia p-o-d-i-a dot com so let 2021 be the year that you recalibrate your relationship with stress so that you are in the driver's seat not everything that happens to you i know you've got this take care and we'll head back to the interview so you've just in september launched your build your circle can you tell us a little bit about that Yes. So in her circle, we first started by doing live events and how-to workshops. And that's how um, the majority of people found us was through our live events. And then COVID hit. I had a baby. A lot of things were going on. And it gave me a lot of time to think too. Um, what would be a great way to continue 
um, fostering this community and helping women create friendships, but um, also following the COVID guidelines and restrictions. And because I noticed a lot of communities were doing, you know, oh, let's do a virtual wine night. Let's do a virtual dance party. And oh, like it just like made me cringe, like gag. Like no, no. No, I'm not going to shake my booty um, with like a bunch of strangers on Zoom and then like call it a night because it's like, okay, first of all, what was the point? Um, <laughs> and second, did I make any friends? Did I make any connections? No, I just rolled up, signed up for someone's email list and, <laughs> and um, wasted an hour of my time. And so I wanted to create something that was intentional and that's kind of where build your circle came along and so it's a um, four weeks long each week there's a different theme and we are bringing in speakers to share on different aspects of relationship building like our first week we have an emotional eq coach so we're going to talk about just um why we sometimes have problems creating those connections and relationships and not just um, with friendships, but sometimes in the workplace, like why, why do we struggle getting promoted and all of those things. And then our second week we have um, two gals coming in and they're going to talk about how they created a friendship and eventually built a business without even meeting in person for the first year. Like it was all virtual. And luscious hustle? Yes. Oh, amazing. I know, I know, so many <laughs> overlaps. Um, yes, and um, and then we have a few more speakers as well coming on board to talk about just different aspects of friendship. And in between our virtual sessions, um, everyone is going to be thrown into the same Voxer channel, so we're still staying connected in between sessions. And then I'm also creating um, a list of challenges i'm saying challenges with quotation marks because i you know they're not hard but it's just like simple fun things to do um outside of like the structured meetings i create for the girls to get together and do so like you know um do a recipe swap and like deliver baked goods to each other and like you know um another thing would be like to a attend a class together, um, go for a walk, you know, and everything is like, you know, what you feel comfortable with. Like these are, it's kind of like extracurricular activities. They're not mandatory and it's really what everyone feels comfortable with to do. But yeah, um, just to, because to build a friendship it's not going to happen in a one hour event. And I think that's a misconception that some people have had after coming to some in her circle events. They're like, well, I went to one and I didn't make any friends. So it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, you were there for like an hour, hour and a half. It takes 20 hours to spend with one person to for them to start kind of feeling like an acquaintance. 20 hours. It takes close to 200 hours of investing in one person for them to start feeling like a really close friend. And that's why when you think about it, that's why 
um, you can create those really close friendships in the workplace because look how many hours you're spending with that person. If you're traveling with someone, like that's how I fell in love with someone on a 17 day tour because I was with the dude for <laughs> so many hours for 17 days straight. Like I felt so close to him. Whereas like I would have had to date someone for probably nine months to like feel that same level of closeness. And that's something that a lot of people don't take into consideration. And so that's what this program is really for. It's to help you um, invest those hours in other people who are looking for the same thing over an extended period of time. I love it. And I love that it's like rooted in science as well. That's awesome. Well, I wish you all the best of luck with it. I know it's underway um, and maybe we'll have an update on the future of it. But if people want to find more information, we will be linking to In Her Circle's website and Facebook group and Instagram in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. And we'll move into the final five questions that I ask all of my guests. Jessica, what is something that gets you fired up in a good way, either personal, professional, whatever it is? Um, I get really fired up, um, when I see what the ladies in my community are doing. Like, it's like, I get so excited when I see them posting pictures of them hanging out and, um, just like doing really cool things in the city. I try to highlight it as much as I can. And it just, it really just, you know warms my heart because it just, it reminds me that like what I am doing is making a difference. A hundred percent. And I've met people that have gone to your events that have just been like, I made a friend here. They're like, they just love the community so much. So I think what you're doing is fantastic. What, uh, I know you're a reader, we've got the book clubs and everything going. What is a favorite read over the last couple of years? have it with me because I didn't want to forget mom brain. Um, so <laughs> the soul of money by oh. Lynn twist. Yes. It, I was given this book last year, it sat on my shelf and then I read it in January and I didn't realize how much this book would help me, especially <laughs> for the 2020 we've all kind of had. Um, it, she talks about, um, money and how we need to give money a purpose because if it doesn't have a purpose, it's always going to be scarce. And so it really dives into that scarcity versus sufficiency mindset. And a lot of the principles that were taught in this book have <laughs> helped keep me calm um, with just all of the things that have been thrown at us um, through this year, like after I lost my job, then my husband lost his job and just all of the things. It's like, yeah. So it's a, it's a really, it's a really good read. Interesting. Well, and I think we need to get more comfortable talking about money because it's such a big part of our lives. Like it doesn't need to be a taboo subject yet. Like I grew up in a Scottish family, so we're definitely very taboo about it, but <laughs> we're getting there. Um, thank you. I'll include that in the show notes. What is some of the best, uh, one of the best life lessons you've learned or advice that you've been given? Um, so I would say, especially because I specialize in relationships um, and friendships. So when we have someone in our life for a period of time, there's going to be a point where 
you're going to hit a rough patch and a rocky road. And if it's really weighing on you and like kind of sucking the life out of you, um, it's really important to just picture your life. Um, like this person does not change. Picture your life with that person still in it five years from now, 10 years from now, and that person still hasn't changed. Like, is this person still bringing you joy or are they bringing you down? And especially for the people pleasers, like you don't have to keep that person in your life just because you want to make everybody happy. It is okay to release people from your life. And I think that has been a really great piece of advice. Like that was given to me by a therapist when I was trying to decide whether or not to leave my ex. And um, I feel that that advice is applicable to all types of relationships, not just romantic relationships. Because once I cut him out completely, it felt like a burden had been released. And I think a lot of us, especially women, are people pleasers. And we just need to know that it is okay to release people that are not bringing joy. I love it. And I think also remembering that like, it can be a temporary release. It can be a full-time release kind of thing. Like it's, I've had people in my life where I've had to like draw back for certain periods and then they serve, you know, you serve one another at a different point in your life. It just. Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are some of your, as you've mentioned, COVID, job loss, motherhood, lots of change, lots of stress. What are some of your go-to strategies for handling stress? So if you had asked me before I popped out a baby, I would say, oh, you know, like high intensity workout, you know, hour long, get that sweat on. Um, now <laughs> I would say I, I try to just move my body, but I'm moving it in a very different way and I don't put a time limit on it. Um, sometimes I only have five minutes. And that's like a very quick walk, like just like around the circle (laughs) um, in my community. Other times I have a full hour and it's still just a walk and I'm pushing the stroller, listening to my podcasts. Um, And yeah, but just going outside and moving my body, even just for five minutes really helps me de-stress and relaxes my body for sure. I love to hear that. And yeah, you're right. It's, there's, I've had conversations with moms about this before where it's like, this is how you would like it to look right. You know, an hour workout would be great, but the reality is a little bit different and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So Mm -hmm. I love that you're giving yourself the permission that it can look whatever the way it needs to. And the final question, Jessica, is what does it mean to you to live your best life? Living my best life, I think just, um, I think staying true to yourself and not forgetting who you are. Um, I think when a lot of women transition from into motherhood, they forget who they used to be and what they used to be passionate about and all the things because you're trying to keep this tiny human alive. And it is a lot of work. Okay. They are not lying people. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) 
And, um, but it's important to try to carve out just a little bit of time, even if it's just once a week to do something you're passionate about. Even if it's just for me, I love coffee and just like going through the Starbucks drive through you know, and getting like a small little coffee just for me. And I'm like, okay, yes, I am a human and I am important. And just those little things really, I think, make life feel full. Yeah. It's the culmination of the tiny moments that just, that's, that's life, right? It's not the huge moments that happen very sporadically. It's the frequent little ones. So I love it. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining us on the podcast and everyone can find all the links to in her circle and all the places you can find Jessica in today's show notes. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today in our interview with Jessica Painter. So again, if you want to join in and get snag your spot for stress less than 90 days and get over $200 worth of value in bonuses, sign up before November 16th and go to stresslesslady's.podia.com to sign up. Again, it's going to be a small group of women, 10 to 15. So if you want to be part of this incredible cohort, go snag your spot now. It's going to be a game changer and these are skills that are going to last you a lifetime. Take care and we will chat next week. 